Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at the trailer for Disconnect. Ben, can you please not do that at the table? He is. Is it your girlfriend? Girlfriend? You type away. This is a client. I gotta take this. Hey. Alright, dude, I found him. What do we write? My name's Jessica. I loved your song on your page. Amazing. It touched me. Hey, what? Doing homework? Or that? Hey. Have you used a MasterCard for something? No. I wanna know why the credit card isn't working. This guy has all your information. Did you visit chat rooms, message boards? Sometimes. Who wants to go private tonight? Mm -hmm. Wow, you're really hot. You're a puma. What's a puma? It's like the step before a cougar. Oh my god. I'm a reporter. I was wondering if you would let me interview you. I don't know. Everything you do, someone out there can see. Did you know anything was going on? Oh my god! <laughs> you need to pull it together. I'm his father. I'm looking for answers. Are you really 18? I'm almost 18. Were you intimate with the boy? Absolutely not. What do you think the cops are going to question this guy? They can't do anything without concrete proof. I'm going to find that guy myself. You ever mentioned anybody named Jessica? The FBI came to see me. The FBI? Are you kidding me? The house is gonna get raided. Give me your phone, Kyle. You're the one who exploits people. He harassed my son. I'm sorry. Get out of my sight! You follow me. You're stalking me. You told him everything about us. Do you have any idea what you've done? Trust me, no one else. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Peter Travers, and tonight's guests, Jason Bateman, Paula Patton, Alexander Skarsgård, and Henry Alex Rubin. Hi. Okay, Hi. so... What was that? Is he taking over? Hello. My God. Peter, I have questions for you. What is it? What is it you want to know, Jason? It's a good-looking poster, poster, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> Handsome fellow. I don't know who's in the middle of it, but he looks, he looks interesting. <laughs> Where are you, Alex? I didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, guys. Um, I think we're going to talk we are. about We've the movie. We've seen the trailer but you haven't seen the movie. You're gonna all go this weekend, right? That's the deal. So, well, it's part of the deal. They're here at the Apple Store. I'm gonna start with you, Henry, since you did it. You're the filmmaker. What was it about this story that you had to tell? What was it about you saying, I'm not making a documentary now, I'm making a feature film with this disconnect? What was it? Um, this movie felt 
relevant to me when a lot of movies uh, don't. This felt like it was rooted in today's world. And um, it also felt like three separate documentaries I would have actually been interested in making myself. And it didn't come from anything about the digital world we live in. You're not somebody who's against the digital world. You're against how people could use or misuse it. Uh, I think the writer who, who wrote the script is interested in the way in which we all communicate together now. With the in the past ten years, things have changed a lot, and I think that's more what he was interested in. I'm not a luddite. I'm on my phone constantly. Um, I struggle with spending too much time on my phone. Most people around me do as well. Is everybody on iPhones? Is anybody everybody yes. here? Twice? Yes, on. we are. Really? You're going to take them up and wave them in the air? Is that what's going to happen? I didn't bring mine, mine with me. Uh -huh. I don't have a pocket. Uh, okay. I've got, I've got mine here, if you need to make a call. Thank you, Jason. You're so kind. Anybody that doesn't have it with them is really not addicted yet. It just hasn't happened. Or you're but, wearing a dress. Or you're wearing That's a dress. That's it. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Jason. Yeah, it's good. But the movie, but just, just, just yeah. to set the record straight, the movie is not anti-technology mm -hmm. at all. It's the opposite of that. It's an exploration of technology and the way in which we communicate. It's really actually a thriller, um, and, it's, and as its theme is, you know, how do we talk to each other? Mm -hmm. Well, we'll give everybody a little taste. We have, there's three stories. There's three basic stories in the movie, and I wanted to start with Paula and Alex's story, even though Jason Bateman has seen fit to sit in between them which will confuse They're you They're not all. getting along. Yeah, well, whatever the reason, still. Jason and I have been texting. Sting, Alex uh, doesn't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> awkward moment to find out. We're working on the sequel, actually, right now. <laughs> but we're going to start by showing a scene from the Paula-Alex story, and then they'll talk about it. Hey. Hey. How's El Paso? Oh, it's great. Um... So, have you used the MasterCard for something? No. Well, you got declined. <clears throat> Did you max it out or something? No, of course not. Is this why you're calling? Well, yeah. Yeah, I want to know why the credit card isn't working. I don't know. Great. So now I'm in El Paso with no credit card. I'm sure it's a mistake, Derek. Just call the number on the back of the card. All right. All right, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Wow. Sexy. <laughs> so this is clearly a ripoff of Jason's Identity Thief film. This is hilarious. It gets much funnier, you guys. Yeah. Whoa. I thought that was pretty funny, actually. I didn't. <laughs> so, will you two, without Jason, Please explain who you're playing in your story. I play uh, Derek Hull, who's an uh, ex-Marine. And... Um, Former. Yeah. He's, he'll always be a Marine, but he's not in activity. <laughs> and you, my dear, are my wife. And um, Derek and Cindy met when he was in the Corps, and... Um, we're very much in love and everything was great. And then he did a couple of tours overseas, came back. Um, and it's been really, he's been back now for probably around eight years. And it's been really difficult for Derek to readjust and get back into the 
civilian world, and he feels um, emasculated. He works, he's a, he calls himself a paper-pushing grunt. Um, he hates his job. All his colleagues are idiots. His boss is mean to him. He's, he doesn't, he's nothing anymore. And this is a guy who used to be a hero, a warrior, and uh, Superman. And he's really struggling, like a lot of people that are um, coming back home. Um, and that obviously affects this, their relationship. And like Henry said, it's not about the big bad internet. I don't think the internet is the problem here. I know it's not in this case. They cannot communicate with each other. Um, they went through, I don't, we shouldn't talk about what happened, right? Well, you can say it. What they lost? Yes. They lost a kid a couple of years ago, a child. Um, and I think that was, when, when, when Cindy was pregnant, that was a moment when Derek felt, all right, this is it. Finally, I got something. I'm a man again. I, you know, I might not like my job, but I have a, a purpose now. I'm becoming a father. And then when they lose that kid, it's kind of, everything is just over for him. And he is completely shut off. He doesn't talk to Cindy. She can't communicate with him. And instead, and that's why I'm saying the internet is not the problem. It's, I think it's an escape for both of them. Uh, Derek plays poker online. Cindy finds chat rooms to just, for, she needs someone to talk to him because her husband won't. So when this happens, when we find them, they're very, you know, they're just, you know, they've been drifting apart for a while. So I almost see it as a blessing in disguise, this identity theft, isn't it? Because that's kind of, when that happens, they've lost whatever, they didn't have a lot of money, but the little money they had, they lost. And that becomes suddenly, for Derek at least, it's like, ooh, I have a mission now. I'm gonna go find this guy. This is reconnaissance, this is what I'm really good at. I haven't done this in 10 years and I'm excited. And something happens in that moment and I think, well, you can talk about how Cindy feels about that, but for Derek, that's a you know, big moment. Yeah, Paula, because your character is dealing with this bereavement therapy online, correct? Well, um, when you meet Cindy and Derek, they've experienced a great loss, and the way two people deal with grief can be very different. Um, and she loves her husband dearly. She wants so very much to connect with him and hold him, but he won't. And, um, and what, this is what is amazing about the internet is that you can find like-minded people to express your grief with, people who are going through what you're going through, um, to console you. Misery does love company, unfortunately. Uh, and, but it also can help you heal. And uh, the sad part is that, is that the we're living in this new world. I mean, nothing's going back. The internet's not changing. The digital age we're living in is not changing. It's only going further and farther. But this is really new for us as a human race. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, my mom was not doing Facebook and my grandmother and the great-grandmother, but now they are and they know everything, you know? And we're now entering this new world and it's about how are human beings connecting in this new world? Have we changed emotionally? No. In the back in the day, you would have gone to a support group and actually met somebody in person to talk to, but now you have this ability from your home to find a connection. Well, the problem is, of course, is that there's good people there and then there's people that are out to con people and what a perfect 
place to do it than a grief <laughs> uh, uh, chat site and, and, and um, uh, where, where people are there to console each other that who could be more vulnerable to a con, essentially. And so then you meet her and all of a sudden, you know, uh, like anything between a man and a woman or whatever your preference may be, uh, the longer you talk, the more distant the person is in your home you're gonna fall into something romantic, potentially. And then just as it becomes, it steps over that line, they discover everything's gone. And, uh, and then, like Alex is saying, the blessing in disguise is that, just like all of us know, is sometimes the hardest things in our lives, we look back at it and we say, thank God for that, it made me stronger. Thank God for that, it strengthened our love. And that's what happens with them in many ways. They have to disconnect a little bit because Derek knows that to physically go out that I want to try to find this predator who's done this to us because it seems as if, it, as if it's the man I've been communicating with. And through that journey, they fall in love again. So Henry, why, why these two? Why did you say they had to play these characters? Well, I had seen Alex in Generation Kill playing Iceman Colbert, and uh, this to me, this character seemed, yeah, this character seemed to me like Iceman 10 years later, tw 12 years later, in society, trying to make a go at it. Um, and, uh, and I met him, and it, he just seemed perfect for the role. Um, he's, uh, the character of Derek is a real quiet, sort of simmering time bomb, and uh, Alex, is very capable of being quiet and simmering. Are you simmering now? No, I'm not. Um, but I think just to, I think that's one of the reasons. It's an amazing script and it's so intelligent and well-written, but it, one of the reasons I connected it um, and felt so strongly when I read, uh, you know, uh, about Derek was because I spent seven months in Africa shooting that Generation Kill and with Marines, um, and like Henry said, it felt like getting to know these guys, understanding how difficult it is for them coming home to the States after um, serving in the war, um, it really felt like this was kind of an extension of one of, you know, one of it, if not Brad Colbert, one of his, one of his best friends. Right. Um, that's why it felt so important to me. But the, the, the quick version of the story is that these two have lost their sort of connection, their flame, which happens often between couples. And when they get their identity stolen, um, you know, the platoon leader in him decides to go hunt the guy down vigilante style because the cops aren't doing enough. And he decides to bring his wife on, on the road, or actually she wants to go on the road, make sure he doesn't get into trouble. And uh, the misadventure that ensues is their plot line. And I, I, I'm not going to ruin the ending, but uh, they both did a very brilliant job and, and were both very... Uh, 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 I think very, both of you very surprisingly vulnerable in this film. And I want to thank you for that vulnerability. I don't mm -hmm. often see it. You know what I was just thinking, because I got hired after Alex, was how funny it was because I remember they were like, well, Henry would like to meet you via Skype. And I did what so many of us did. I, like, I was like, okay, an hour before the meeting, I was like, that's not good lighting. Okay, let me, like, I set it up like a movie camera. <laughs> it's like, this is the first time he's ever going to meet me. I, let's put it up, the camera up. Wait, don't show the baby stuff. <laughs> let me figure out what's my best look. 
<laughs> that's the world. That's the world we live in now. Where when you talk to people, and I'm, I hope I'm not the only one who's tried to find the right lighting and my 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 angle that would best. Uh, well, what was uh, funny was in uh, Henry's. <laughs> the first <laughs> angle was very epic. It was like you you you'd shown me the whole living room, and then the then the Skype went down, and when it went back up, it was a totally new angle. I said, I have too much makeup on. I'm wiping it off. Paul had a working? shot list. Like, I was like, this isn't working. There's a Thank scene, in, there's a scene in their film that I think everyone can relate to. The, the horror of is, is when the cyber detective, they hire a, a, a cyber detective to come over when the cops aren't doing enough and the bank's not doing enough. You know, there are these personal guys that come over and they just try to figure out where you were scammed. And he asks for both of their laptops and they both sort of look at each other terrified because your laptop now is your diary. It's where you write everything and where you store everything and where everything is stored. And so I think I've spoken to many people who have told me that their stomachs have sunk during that scene where you're both asked for your laptops. And they both try to make excuses like, oh, I need my laptop for work. And, uh, and, and he says, uh, no problem, I'll just uh, copy the hard drives right now. And then they can't get out of it. So they hand over their laptops and then he comes back and he spills all of their secrets to each other. And uh, that's really where the movie takes off. So that's their storyline. But there's two other storylines. I feel are, like, and the we one of them on. belongs we? to him, Jason Bateman himself, wedged between this other story. So l let me just introduce Jason by saying that I've, I've, I grew up watching him and, and, and laughing with him and, and thinking uh, this guy has such perfect comic timing uh, and comic timing usually means that you have great instincts and great instincts usually means you can act and like a lot of uh, comedic actors that uh, you, you just wonder if they'd be good dramatic actors I always, I always wondered that about you um, I know you don't believe me but you were my first choice for this movie and, uh, and the only thing I asked him to do was grow a beard which he now has again <laughs> because I figured if he grew the beard people would uh, accept uh, serious Jason Bates, Bateman more quickly uh, than if you, you know you you looked like your normal self, and I, I you know I was astounded by his performance. It was very surprising, and I feel totally vindicated, and all of us do uh, by having you in the film. Thank you. So it's a good cue Thank you for to show this clip before Jason tells us okay. what this experience was like and why it was Teen Wolf 2 that made you cast him. And I know that's true. It's the hair. I know. I, it really is. So can we show this clip? Can you please not do that at the table? He is. This is an annoying client. That's what this is. Okay. Daddy's okay, working. Is it your girlfriend? His what? Girlfriend? Ben? It's just a friend. You type away. No, is this a friend from school? It's from Ridgewood. Freakwood. Gosh, come on. You're boring your mother and I. It's okay. I'm out anyway. Oh. Yeah. Come on. Okay, well, you're excused, both of you. Well, Ben's officially there, huh? Where? You're at that age where you have to pull every word out of him. He's 15. Ooh. I gotta take this. I was 17 before I started talking, you know? Hey, Henry, I understand that. It's your job, okay? So, Jason, who is this man? Who is this man you're playing? Uh, I play a guy who is, uh, he's, he, 
nothing super special. I think he's uh, is he a, he's an attorney. I think yeah. Um, he's um, forget you know, um, and he um, he is. Uh, very into his job and and stays very um, connected through his devices and he's not awful uh, at at being present for his family. I think he's probably pretty similar to most people um, and the the bad that goes on in his storyline I don't think is directly as a result of of him being sort of on his on his um, on his devices, but. Um, he is shaken up by uh, something that his son uh, gets involved with, which is he uh, uploads a picture of himself, and it, it gets uh, it gets him in in trouble. And I think kids are, well, I think all of us are learning how uh, how quickly something can be disseminated. You know, as soon as you send out an email or a text or a picture or something, it, it's got a life of its own that you can't you can't control. You can't you can't put the uh, toothpaste back in the back in the tube. Your character also is doing something very similar to Alex's character. You're on a mission, aren't you? The mission to find out who did this. Yeah, he's trying to find out information that you, the audience, already knows. So I, 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 just, I like that in movies. I like, as the audience member, knowing more than, at times, somebody um, in the movie. Uh, it's it's an interesting thing to sort of track and to follow and um, so yeah so he's he's trying to figure out uh, how his son got into this predicament. In terms of this being a dramatic role, is this something you had to adjust to? Is this something because I've seen you? I always think of Juno as a dramatic role actually because it has a little bit of the um, bastard in you. Yeah, that is there. Yeah, yes. The um, it, it's very nice to be thought of. Thank you, Henry, for 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 a dramatic part because I'm not I'm not I don't do a lot of those. So um, I I understand when I'm not at top of mind for those when it comes time to cast those parts. So uh, maybe th maybe this will help that. But um, yeah, do uh, the the comedy that I do I hope is not so broad that you uh, it's such a big leap to see me do something dramatic because uh, I, I try to keep whatever comedy I do kind of close to the middle line I'm usually reacting to the person who is a bit more broad um, so it's not a hugely different thing for me to do here as far as my effort goes my my process goes I'm not one to work very hard anyway so um, <laughs> this I just had to learn my lines and be on time you know. Sure. But you had a lot of time then to sit around with Paula and Alex to discuss your different roles on this movie then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is, uh, this is an ensemble, as, as we've been talking about. There's three different storylines. And the way that, that Henry uh, designed the shoot of it was to shoot each storyline um, sort of in, in its completion before the next storyline started. So I think it was a six-week shoot, and each storyline took roughly two weeks to shoot. So... Uh, we didn't we didn't cross paths at all until I mean I I met Alex three days ago, um, so uh, it's it's kind of interesting. It's not super uncommon for you not to meet some people in a, in a movie that you work on, but um, well I'm I'm glad I finally got my eyes on this guy. Hello. And it is no accident that I'm sitting between these yeah. two. Okay. This is over. He found me sleeping this in my happening. car outside his house three days ago. That's how we met. We're very, very happy. Um, I picked this out for him tonight. Mm-hmm. I think it was a great choice. He loves choice. me in blue. What can I say? <laughs> 
All right, Henry, I don't know how you controlled them. I don't know how any of this happened. You mean either. But you have a third story, and I think before we turn over the uh, microphone to the audience, we should have a little setup of what that third story is, even though we have no representation uh, of that story tonight. I so. thought Andrew was coming. Did she get stuck in London doing with the Oblivion and stuff? Or? She's shooting a film right now with Inari 2. But Jason, you can do those parts. I can. Yes. I do a great, great. rice burrow. I know oh you do. Oh, my God. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me just shake out my I'm hair. <laughs> no, Andrea's brilliant. Uh, she's a, you know, uh, if for those of you who don't know who she's a, she's a, uh, a surging uh, uh, and very brilliant up-and-coming surging, what, what you want to say, uh, British actress who has not yet done a role in her own voice. She's, so, she's such a master of accents. Um, she's, uh, you know, she's played Ma- Margaret Thatcher. Uh, she just played a, 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 an IRA informant in Shadow Dancer. Uh, she played W.E. Wallace Simpson in W.E. in Madonna's film, where she had a continental accent. In, in our film, she, had a sli- she has a, a, a slight Midwest twang. She plays a cable news reporter. Um, but she's a very transformative. Um, a few people, have, uh, after they saw the film, asked me where Andrea Riseborough was. That's how transformative she is. Um, the story here is uh, Andrea Riseborough plays a reporter who meets one of these kids online who is sort of ambiguously under 18, and uh, she, she, qu- she strikes up a relationship with him. And uh, you know, it's these websites that pop up sometimes when you're, uh, if you're ever on an off-color website, you know, bomb-making sites or stuff, so, some, suddenly uh, someone will pop up and it'll be some strange person in some room somewhere. And this is apparently a huge industry on the internet. And uh, there's no reason for me to know that, and I'm just waiting for Jason to make fun of the fact that I, 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 uh, I, I surf the web for porn, which I have done, but not very for research, often. Clear, obviously. For research purposes only. Why? Uh, but the point is, is that you, you get these people, and, and they, they, they just do these shows, and you have to put your credit card in, and it's a, it's a huge industry uh, online, and uh, uh, housewives do it. Uh, you see people in dorm rooms. Uh, we, we researched this world, and uh, we even interviewed a kid who, who did this his whole life. And uh, uh, Max Theriot, Theriot uh, is the actor who plays that kid there sitting on the couch, uh, who plays Kyle, who's the kid that she meets. And then she asks him if he would do a news report, a special about this world. And, uh, and he agrees. And then all hell breaks loose after that. The FBI come knocking on the door, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the third storyline. So now you know everything except having seen the whole film. And it is now your job to ask those questions that are in your head right now about this. While they're all here, simmering, fresh, ready. Ready to pop. Yeah, okay. Um, This film looks fantastic, and I'm really excited to see it. So I hope that you all won't mind if I really quickly ask an Arrested Development question for Jason, if that's okay. (laughs) Um, Jason, I'm just wondering, there was such a long pause um, between the show and the reboot of the show that's about to start, for which I'm sure we're all really excited. Um, What challenges did you, as an individual and as an ensemble, face bringing those characters back to life after putting them to bed for so long? Well, I don't think it was... Uh, first of all, the movie is very good, and um, you'll, you, it's really worth... It's worth your evening money, not, not even just your matinee fare. Um, truly. And you, I think you'll see it towards the end of the year as well. Hmm? Hmm? Um, 
Arrested was very easy to, to, as far as playing those roles again. I mean, again, you know, we don't, all don't work that hard on that show. We're all just a bunch of jackasses, and we just make each other laugh, and that's that's it. I think the only reason it took long, a long time to come back uh, was that uh, everyone was doing other stuff because the show, you know, gave us all, you know, careers, frankly. Um, and these episodes, I think you guys are going to really like, and it sets up uh, the movie that the, the uh, that uh, Mitch Hurwitz hopes to write. This is sort of it's a three act story, and this is the first act in these episodes, and then the movie will be act two and three. So it's kind of like a hybrid thing. It's they're good. Hi, um, how long did it take you to conceptualize the entire film from start to end? Well, Andrew Stern wrote the script. Uh, you know, a year or two ago, uh, and actually the, the the producers here, you can answer that exactly. But uh, for me, it was all very quick. Um, you know, I read the script, I loved it. I met the producer Bill Horberg, and uh, you know, we started making the movie very quickly. Um, the one thing I might add is that the, uh, the financier uh, was behaved very unusually in that he told Bill and I to cast whoever we wanted in this film and that we, he was going to make the film anyway. So just get who you think is best. Um, which I thought at the time, this being my first experience making a fiction movie, that that was very logical until Bill told me that that was very unusual and I was very lucky. Um, but uh, I, you know, the cast is exactly who we wanted and uh, that's one of the things that excites me the most about this film. Um, not to segue, but just brilliant actors across the board and some and and performing in ways you haven't seen them before before you know 34 days <laughs> the shoot was 34 days what about when as actors you sign on to a movie you meet Henry you read a script and then you see the movie how close was what you signed on for what you see up on that screen well, it was, uh, it was, uh, I was so excited when I saw it in Toronto. You know, he's, the, the script, the story, it's a very, very human, raw, vulnerable story. I mean, this is, this, the movie's about sort of human connections um, and, and human, human vulnerability. Um, the technology of it is sort of a device through which these stories sort of braid. What Henry brings to it, and what I think the, uh, pardon the technological term, but the, the user uh, uh, experience is, um, is, is really framed up well by Henry, given his documentary background, because the way the film looks and feels and is paced and is um, cut together, it feels very much like this is really happening to these people, which is ultimately what we all go to the theater to be tricked into feeling. Um, so it, it, I was really, to answer your question, I was really, really, excited when I saw it because it's so well made and it feels, it's very visceral. Um, so I'm just, I feel very, very lucky to be part of it. I always loved that movie Traffic. I don't know how many of you guys have seen that. And, um, and it's a very, it, Traffic is very gripping and, and it's also moving, that film. And it ha it's, its theme is addiction or the war on drugs. In the same way, this film is a thriller and its theme is, is communication and the way we all talk to each other. And, um, you know, I, I would love to think of this film as an emotional thriller because it, it is, and I hope it moves people to watch it. I think it will, but... Well, just to uh, tell what, what also, what helped me is I don't really like watching, especially the first or second time at a premiere or whatever, you watch something you're in, 
I, I, I find that horrible because I always um, kind of dissect my performance and I sit, con I can't objectively say this works or this doesn't work. So I sit back and I'm like, oh man, why did I do that? That was way too much and that was horrible. And oh, they chose that take? I'm miserable. Like, this is so bad. What was great about this <laughs> was oh, I felt that, uh, of course, but only for a third of it because there's three different stories. And we wrapped our stuff. Like Jason said, we met three days ago in my car outside his house, four o'clock in the morning. So generous. Yeah. Man. Invited him in, turned the AC on, listened to yeah, Journey. It was cool, but it got uh, hot. It, oh, it, it got started hot. It got cool. steamy. Um, Guys, we're doing a bit, <laughs> and it's going to keep going. We live in my van now. Um, down by the river. Uh, no, so I could actually really enjoy the other storylines, because I didn't know these people. I knew Andrew, but I wasn't there when they shot it. I wasn't part of it. And I think they're so good. I really do. They're really brilliant. I think it's pretty amazing that this is Henry's first film. The way that he, it's cut together and the way he was able to pace it, to shoot three different storylines and then to cut it together on um, where they're interwoven, but not really, is... I, um, you did such a good job. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, first of all, Kevin Tent cut it together, uh, and Lee Percy, not me. I wish I could take credit for that. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, this being my first film, I, was a, a, uh, I didn't know really what I was doing. I faked my way a little bit through it. And a, a few things I did to try to set it up so that I could handle it was I tried to shoot chronologically so that I wouldn't get confused shooting, you know, the last scene first. Uh, and we also kept it like shooting three separate movies so that we would, I would get to know the actors, work with the actors, and then uh, take a break and move on to the next story. Um, in terms of the way I shot it, um, you know, not really having a film school knowledge or knowledge of how do you do, uh, you know, shot, reverse shot, master. I just shot it like I shoot my documentaries, which is with two cameras, pretty much at all times, long lenses from far away, watching people. That way they can do and say whatever they want, and it always cuts together. Well, I have to tell you that um, you're not giving yourself enough credit. It was, working with Henry was an amazing experience, unlike anything I'd ever experienced. And that's what's so great about the film is that he did approach it as a documentarian. But what was so cool as an actor would be that I'd be alone in the house doing a scene and I was truly alone. Usually when you make a movie, there's like 50, 60 people behind you, you know, in front of you or behind the camera and craft service and all that. But he would put the cameras outside windows and you wouldn't even know they were there. So you really felt alone in the house experiencing this. And for me, it was the most satisfying acting experience I have yet to have because, I mean, there's nothing quite like that. He was, you're not intrusive with the camera. And I think what makes this film so special is that he approached it like a great documentarian would, which is to just present the facts. You all will leave with whatever you want to think about it, how it makes you feel and if it changes your heart or your mind. But he gives all of that uh, power to the audience and in no way hits you over the head with any of his own opinions. He just lays it out for you. And it was a really special, amazing experience. First time, 100th time, whatever it may be, this man's a great filmmaker. He did a movie called Murderball that I watched before I even read the script that's brilliant and he was nominated for an Oscar for. He is a truly special director that we're going to see a lot more great wow. things to come from. It's true. Thank you. 
Uh, well, I gotta say first, this is a great group of people. This is crazy. Um, Peter, you're a hero of mine. Paula, you're way too beautiful. Um, and Alex, you look so fresh. Um, but I gotta say, this for I'm Jason fresh. and uh, Henry. Um, Jason, you're talking about like comedy versus drama. Um, I'm a film student and aspiring director. So what's the, how are you directed differently? Because I know a lot of comedy is instinct and timing. In drama, you really gotta probe deeply in your character and you can also maybe shed some light um, how do you differently direct those two genres, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, what I learned was that to stay out of the way of these guys, they have their own instincts. You know, once in a while I might give a note, but uh, Jason came very well prepared. He had, a, he had his opinions about what a father would feel like if his, if his son uh, or daughter was harassed online. And uh, he just, you know, I just photographed Jason. You know, I may have sometimes given alternative ideas to how to play a scene, but I mean, I stayed out of his way. And it was, you know, it was riveting. You know, I, I love moments when you're watching through the monitor and your whole crew is bored, but you're riveted. And that's a lot of the acting that he did was very tiny stuff. There are scenes where Jason is uh, IMing with someone else, and that's not very exciting cinema uh, cinematically to watch someone IM, but uh, we decided to just show the actors' faces really big on screen, and I was, I was mesmerized by how much he could do with very little. Um, so I, you know, bottom line, I tried to stay out of his way and try to be a collaborator, you know? I, and when he got too funny, I was like, stop. <laughs> okay, just stop. You have that card, though, don't you, Jason? That little that says "Stay out of my way." You use on every film. Yeah. Shush. Yes. Oh, that was it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have two questions. One for Henry. One for Jason. Uh, as the guy before me said, like I'm also an expiring film director, and Henry, like I want to know, like what's it like being a director? Like I mean, I would imagine that's a supreme feeling for like. You know, I've directed a couple of shorts with some friends, you know, but I want to know what it's like to be on a feature film. You know? Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize, I wish someone had told me to get a lot of sleep before I made this film, okay? Uh, if I were to go do this again, I would just sleep for a few months before we shot this, because I didn't sleep at all. Um, you know, uh, directing is just a, a series of solving problems. Uh, you know, that's the first level of directing. You're just constantly throwing obstacles uh, you know, things, oh, the bus didn't show up. Uh, oh, the, sorry, the sun has set, <laughs> you know? Um, and so you try to figure out how to make do without the sun or the bus that didn't show up. Um, so that's really all I was thinking about. And then when I got off set, I was thinking about the next day. Uh, and then I would uh, fall asleep, usually in my clothes. Uh, someone would be pounding on the door, ringing the, the, the doorbell like, you're late. And I'd be running downstairs with my, shoe, my shoes unlaced, jumping into the back of the car to try to make it and be comprehensible once I got to set. That's Thank you. the truth. And for Jason, um, what drew you to like, this film? Like, was it like, something you could personally relate to? Like, what made you want to act in this film? Uh, well, the, the people involved with it are great. And... Um, the script is great, and I'm not asked to do drama. And, you know, I mean, the real simple, you know, tired answer is that, you know, you always kind of want to do something different, I think, in any, in any career. I think you always want to try to do a little, something a little bit different, otherwise it just gets monotonous. So um, the fact that the people were so good and the script was so good was, was kind of icing on the cake. I, I was eager to do something dramatic.
Hi, so just a little fun question here. You know, these characters all have their own uh, vices with technology, so what are your own personal addictions online or something like that? Um, one that I can talk about? Uh, <laughs> I love astrologyzone.com. I'm that girl. I like to read my astrology every day. I love it. So that's one of my addictions. <laughs> Today's supposed to be a good day, by the way. I like to Google Jason Bateman. <laughs> and so do I. Yeah. Thanks for coming. I just want to say one last thing. Uh, I, I hope you guys go see this movie. Um, you know, they all answered why they think they did this movie. Um, I, I think this movie shows a side of all three of these actors you've never seen before. And uh, I'm very excited for everyone to see those sides of, the, of these guys. So please go see the film. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. coming out. Thank you very much. <laughs>